You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. Now, nothing gets collectors more riled up than a discussion about the proper way to ship sports cards. Some cling to the notion that every card needs to be wrapped in a combination of Kevlar, bubble wrap, and then maybe secured between two levels of priority mailboxes. Others casually toss loose cards into a PWE or a plain white envelope and send them on their way. So what's the proper method? As with most things in life, I'm going to say the answer is it depends. So today, I'm going to talk about shipping PWE, why I do it, I'm going to talk about how I do it, and then I'm going to talk about some of the myths that exist about what might happen if you ship PWE. First of all, there's a time and a place for everything. I utilize both. I utilize bubble mail as retracting, but I also utilize PWE envelopes. They all have a time and a place. For those high dollar cards, things that I sell that are usually between $10 or up, I definitely ship it in a bubble mailer with tracking. I think it's it's prudent. I think it makes sense. I think it takes a, a lot of the risk out of shipping some of those high dollar items. But there's also a time and a place for a PWE. As I talked about in the last episode, I do a lot of business on sport lots and a lot of that business is low dollar, 18 cent cards, 25 cent cards things like that. People are just looking to to get a few extra base cards of some of their favorite players, or maybe they're looking to complete their sets, and they don't want to pay a lot for shipping these low dollar and, you know, 25 cent items. And a PWE is a perfect solution for that. You can send these low dollar cards without breaking the bank. And for the most part, they can get there in a safe manner if you take the proper precautions. So let's talk a little bit about how I do that. What are those proper precautions? First, let's talk about the supplies that you'll need. In order to safely ship cards in a PWE, you will need a handful of supplies. First, you need PWEs, or you need plain white envelopes. I use the 10 size, the the number 10 size with the security tent. You'll also need penny sleeves, top loaders, team bags, blue painter's tape, some thin cardboard strips, and stamps. Another thing you can pick up that might help is the post office letter sizing template. Usually the post office will give you one of those free if you ask, and then a postage or a kitchen scale. And so for a letter to be sent first class, it needs to weigh less than three ounces and be less than a quarter of an inch thick. My experience has shown that I can typically send up to 10 cards safely in a PWE, But after that, the envelope gets too thick or the weight is too heavy for it to meet those first class standards and I have to go ahead and ship it in a package with tracking. Now that you've got your one to 10 card order ready, it's time to prepare it for shipment. And this is where it gets a little bit interesting. There's a number of different options and a combination of supplies that you'll need based on um, the thickness of the cards in your order. First of all, when you have just a single card, I always put it in a penny sleeve and then place it inside a top loader. I use a small strip of painter's tape, that's the blue tape, to cover the ends to make sure it doesn't slip out while it's in the mail. And then I tape that top loader to the paper and fold it up like you would a normal letter. 
Typically, I'll be able to just stick one stamp on that and it gets there fine. Now, orders of two to 10 cards are gonna use a combination of penny sleeves, top loaders, and team bags to make sure that the cards are properly protected. And it really just depends on the number of cards, the thickness of those cards, and whether that overall package is still gonna meet that quarter inch guideline. To see exactly how I do this, or a few different examples of how I do this, check out the PWE article at waxpackhero.com or even the YouTube video I made about how I ship PWE, and it'll outline a few of the specific strategies on how I group those uh, two to 10 card orders and two to 10 card packages. I always address my envelopes prior to inserting the cards because I wanna make sure that the pressure of the pen doesn't do any damage to the cards or the top loaders. For shipments of two to 10 cards, I also either write do not bend on the front or I stamp them non-machinable. I've actually bought a non-machinable stamper because that's I found that that saves me a lot of time when I'm preparing some of these orders. Now that your packages are prepared, it's time to figure out how much postage to apply. For a single card order, like I mentioned before, I can usually get away with sending just a single stamp. It's packaged well enough and flexible that if it does get machine sorted, it usually goes through fine. Although if it is a thicker card like Museum, you're probably gonna go ahead and need to use a non-machinable stamp and label the envelope as such. For the most part, I always send two or more cards as non-machinable. And you can either use a posted scale or a kitchen scale to find out how much your letters weigh. Letters up to an ounce can use a single two ounce or non-machinable stamp. If it falls between one and two ounces, you can add on a 15 cent additional ounce stamp for a total of 85 cents. And then finally, between two and three ounces, you're gonna use a non-machinable stamp and two additional ounce stamps for a total of $1. And that's usually the max postage cost that I'll have to pay. Usually anywhere between 55 cents for a single card up to $1 in stamps for 10 cards that weigh between two and three ounces. Finally, stick them in the mailbox and send them on their way. Now there's a lot of myths about shipping PWE. If you look in any of the online forums or even a lot of the, the tweets and responses to tweets about shipping PWE, you'll see there's a few myths that people have and some fears that they spread about what will happen if you ship PWE. Let's take a minute and talk through those a little bit. First of all, there's this myth that if you ship PWE, you're just asking for bad feedback. And well, I guess that is a possibility if you're not properly communicating with your buyer. Whenever I sell PWE, whether it be on Sportlots or whether it be on eBay, I make it very clear that the order is gonna come in PWE. On Sportlots, I have it clearly labeled that an order up to 10 cards is gonna be shipped economy and that is gonna come in a PWE. On my eBay listings, I also indicate that these cards less than $5 in this auction or in this buy it now are gonna be shipped in a PWE. It's very clear. I also offer free shipping. It's not a situation where I'm charging three or four or $5 for shipping and still end up putting the card in a PWE. I think those are the types of situations where negative feedback might come in and probably is pretty warranted. The second myth that exists is that if you ship PWE, you're just asking for scammers to take advantage of you. 
And while there are a few, and we have seen examples of people who've said, yeah, if I get a card in a PWE, I'm going to automatically claim I didn't receive it. That's just free cards. There are a few bad apples out there who do try to take advantage of people. That is true. But for the most part, people just aren't bad. For the most part, it's just not something that you have to deal with. One of the things that I do to help combat this risk of potentially being scammed is utilize a buyers to block list. Blowout has a great one out there that you can go out to the blowout forum, find that buyers to block list, and then just copy and paste it into your uh, eBay profile of the, the blocked buyers. I think that's one of the things that has helped me not run into as many of those buyers who could potentially cause a problem. I just have not seen that be a big issue. And finally, one of the myths out there is that if you ship PWE, your cards are all going to get damaged or get lost in the mail. And that's another situation that I just haven't had happen. Over the last few years, I've shipped thousands of orders via a PWE between Sportlots and eBay and then other just individual trades I've made with people. Out of thousands of orders, I've had less than 10 where the buyer claimed that the cards were either damaged or they got lost in the mail, and I've received zero negative feedback from shipping PWE. I've got 100% positive feedback on Sportlots, and I've got 100% positive feedback on eBay. And so all in all, these three myths, yeah, there's a small risk that they could come true. There is a little bit of truth that they're based in. There is anecdotal evidence where some people have experienced these issues, but far and away, the, the negativity or the risk is, is exaggerated. I just have not had that happen. And so the fact that this shipping PWE has opened up the opportunity to make hundreds or thousands of additional sales that I otherwise wouldn't have if I was charging 350 to ship in a bubble mailer, it, it makes it a risk worth taking. If somebody does scam me out of a dollar or two dollar card, all right, that's the cost of doing business. Big deal. I'll eat that two or three dollars when I made hundreds or thousands of dollars in additional sales. That's fine. I can handle that. And I think the risk is, is also mitigated because I'm using this for cards that are worth less than five dollars. We're talking cards that are anywhere between 18 cents and five dollars. And so most of the time, it's not going to be worth a scammer's time to try to pull this off for these low-dollar sales. I think that's another thing that helps contribute to, to making this less of a risk. Overall, shipping PWE has been an avenue that has definitely benefited me, and I would, encur I would encourage you to do the same thing. There's a time and a place for it, but if you follow some of these guidelines, some of these tips, some of these packaging strategies that I laid out earlier, I think that you'll find that it can be an economical solution to sell and ship some low-dollar cards. And so instead of them just sitting in a box, it'll open up the opportunity to make some additional money from some of these low-dollar, low-end cards. So there you have it. Let me know what you think. Get a hold of me on Twitter at TheMikeSummer. Reach out to my email at waxpackhero at gmail.com. Let me know what you think about shipping PWE. I'd also appreciate if you took a second to subscribe to the show, rate, and review the podcast. It really helps other people find it. Thanks, and I'll catch you next time.